Dinah from Always Angelic SBS. And this is George, a.k.a. Spike Green, and who is a guest today on Always Angelic FB Alice. Yes, and we're super excited to have you on. And today we wanted to speak about um, We Are Mental Health Advocates. That's the hashtag title for this podcast episode. So we're going to talk about how nature has helped us and just any tips for anybody who wants to know. Yeah. So uh, would you like to start on the yeah. how it helps? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so what I wanted to say was that um, having a pet definitely helped definitely helped me and that, like, gave me a sense of purpose, something to look after. It made me less selfish. And also my um, pet, Francis, he would often go into the garden anyway. So not only was I with an animal, but I was also in nature. And those two things really helped me, like, calm down. And it's just a really nice environment to be in. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like uh, going to the garden, was it also just getting the fresh air and uh, mm-hmm. perhaps seeing all the greenery around you? Because like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm no viewer of Gardening Australia or anything. I respect it. Like Gardening Australia has an audience, but it's, uh, I feel mm-hmm. like it's better to be walking through a garden than seeing it on TV, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I just felt like, yeah, gardens are really good for me and just being outside, especially just having fresh air because sometimes it's so stuffy inside, but like, yeah, fresh air really helps. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Do you like going in the garden? I will admit I don't really go outside too much in terms of like, you know, I like I'm not, I, I haven't really visited the botanical gardens or anything, but you know, sometimes I've been through parks or sometimes I've been walking mm-hmm. down the streets and I'll just be, uh, yeah, I, I should do it more often, admittedly, but I do it occasionally. And it's, you know, again, it's the fresh air and it's the breeze and it's everything. And, well, I hate to do it in hotter weather. I hate summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, sometimes um, the weather in summer is so hot and sometimes it's just uncomfortable. But I know where you're coming from. And when you said parks, I thought you were also talking about um playgrounds because I also do love a really good playground um when I was younger I had one near me and like near my house and it was like the biggest side in the world it was like at least three meters um before they changed it to make it more safe but it was super fun wow that that sounds amazing actually like oh I know it's like a separate thing entirely but like the playgrounds when I was a kid it's like they had these indoor play centers as well and they'd have all the plastic the plastic things um and all that stuff and it was just great mm-hmm climbing through the little tunnels and stuff i wish sometimes that there was like an one for adults in terms of like you know if you want to relive your childhood and you're over the age of 18 or something you know you don't you don't have to share it with children you can go through the obstacle course you can climb the nets you can go in those plastic things you can pretend to fly a plastic helicopter you know i always thought that'd be awesome (laughs) oh actually actually um you're onto something there because i actually um thought about when you're speaking there actually is an adult size kind of lollipops but there aren't many in australia but there are a couple and it's well it looks super fun i haven't gone to them but they are also for adults as well um so um there's that oh yeah i still remember the jingle from when i was a kid for lollipops come for a party come for a play, <laughs> for a play. lollipops <laughs> playland <laughs> But anyway, um, I think I've gotten a bit off track. Um, okay. <laughs> so back to uh, gardens and the notes and stuff. Well, uh, I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, 
you know, in terms of how nature and animals have helped us, I think I, I mentioned last episode, it was good having a companion animal, even if I don't feel like one would fit in my life right now in terms of things. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm at home a lot of the time, sure, but then I go out places and I'm like, it's not like I can take a cat anywhere and I would have to <laughs> go through toilet training for cats and dogs and stuff. And you know what? There was this one time, I swear, like, uh, I think when I was still living in Melbourne for a while and we had just gotten Carter, um, <laughs> this, this cat literally, um, you know, we had to still toilet train him. He wasn't uh, desexed yet. And so, basically, there was also a Wii balance board. You could say that it became the Wii balance board because this cat did not know where to go to the toilet. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, once once he knew about using the litter box, it became a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I would imagine so. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, um, like like your pet, um, Francis, when he was alive, he was he was actually pretty good toilet trained. Although towards the end, he kind of, you know, um, got a bit nutty. Like he just, I don't know, he just kind of he he um, lost his marbles and kind of peed and pooed everywhere. I think he had incontinence, but he was so good. His old age, he was just amazing. He knew where his litter box was. We called it the poo box because it's where he'd do his poos. Um. Yeah, he was just so amazing and disciplined, and then towards the end, he kind of just lost it. Uh Uh-huh. That's such a shame, you know? Like, uh, I feel sorry for the poor rabbit. But anyway, um, let's... I I think we should probably make it a bit uh, more cheery in terms of that before it gets... Because last episode could get quite depressing sometimes, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So I... um, Yeah, so how have animals helped you? It's a good question. Um, a lot. Um, especially the baby cute ones. Like when I was younger, I went to this. Um, uh, it was like an animal farm. Um, and it was a big business uh, somewhere in the Hunter Valley, and it had like you know all the different types of animals, and you could pat them and goats, and I just thought it was amazing. And they had little like, kind of like, exhibitions where you can kind of go behind like the old lady's shoe and kind of put your head through the hole. So it was like super interactive for children and. I just absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah? Oh, that yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah, and, like, did you did you go to any of those types of, like, um, places when you were younger? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely unclear on it. Is it like one of those places, like, uh, at the carnival in Greece where, you know, they have a painting of, mm-hmm. like, an animal's body or someone's body and then... There's like a there's like a hole that you can fit your head on and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah that type of thing. I think I've been to some yeah. of those. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah, I um was also going to ask, have you gone to any of those like um what do you call it little farms where they have like just baby animals or just like farm animals? I have indeed. I will say, whenever they had to like you know, once I did see them carry pigs back into the truck and. They squealed and squealed for some reason. Like, I don't know. They, I don't think they were even being hurt or anything. They were just carrying them back to the truck. And I was like, why are they squealing so much then, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was fun yeah. um, being amongst goats and sheep and stuff when I was younger in those farms. That, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I also had fun like you. And 
I have a funny memory and I can share this one. Um, mm-hmm. When I first <laughs> when I first experienced being with goats, I was so scared of them. They were like kind of chasing me and putting their little hoofs on me. And I was so scared. I started crying and running away. And like I was harassed like six of them. And I thought it was the worst experience. Oh. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. I think I might have been a toddler. I was definitely um very very young, but I just thought, oh my goodness, what what are they doing? Like, get away from me! That could definitely instill a fear of animals, though. Like uh, that's fully understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, um, I I too have had like vaguely one of those experiences. You know what? It's, uh, I mean, my one is kind of funny in hindsight. I gotta be honest, but like, I was in Hungry Jacks. It was when I was about seven mm-hmm. years old in two thousand nine. And, you know, I've, I think I've told you, in a, like, I'm not sure if anyone knows in the podcast, but I'm afraid of birds. I am. Mm-hmm. And so when I was seven years old, um, there was a Hungry Jacks. And we went to the Hungry Jacks, and it turned out mm-hmm. there was a level underground where people could eat after they'd ordered upstairs. Well, upstairs was really the ground floor. And so a bird came in, and it was this little, tiny, tiny, grayish bird. And I was just so afraid of birds that I let out, seven-year-old me, let out a blood-curdling scream and pointed at this tiny thing. And (laughs) the restaurant went dead silent. And they see the bird and they burst Mm -hmm. into total laughter. Yep. Well, like, like it's. I mean, to me, it's kind of hilarious that it's like, well, you know, a dead silence, and then it's like a tiny bird. <laughs> I, I was scared oh, at the time, certainly, but like, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I um, I'm not afraid of animals like that, but um, well. Let's just say that, like, sometimes Francis would bite me and um, he'd do unexpectedly. And, I mean, when Francis was alive, he's dead now. But, um, yeah, um, I'm not used to people, not people, animals biting me, but um, he had really good teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd be more concerned if people started biting me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, (laughs) another funny memory was about animals and nature was that um, when I was very young, my whole family, including my grandparents, who went out to the animal farm I talked about, and um, there was a donkey kind of being with us, so we took a photo, and my um, nana was, like, near it, kind of posing, so we could all kind of get a photo of the donkey and mm-hmm. nana, and for some reason, the donkey just, um, <laughs> sorry, I can't get my laughter in, the donkey kind of reached with its kind of mouth, took the hat off and started eating it, and then I couldn't get it back, because, like, <laughs> it, was, it kind of, like, um, leaned in over the like wire fence and like she just started laughing and I started laughing and we just thought it was so funny. <laughs> I swear yeah. this goat will eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't say goat, it was a donkey. <laughs> oh, sorry, I <laughs> like for some reason I missed it was a donkey. I was imagining a goat during the story. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I miss things. I don't know why. Anyway, um, so um, what is, I think I'll start with this one, um, mm-hmm. if that's okay. But yeah. my favorite nature place. I once went to the Janolan Caves. We were told mm-hmm. that in the caves, bats may fly over. None did. Um, but, like, basically it was kind of cool being in this, in this huge caves and just going deeper into it. And it wasn't even dark or anything. It was just light. 
and it was a hell of a walk, I will say, honestly. Um, I really liked just the exploration aspect of it. That was really cool, in my opinion. Just going oh, in. Wow. And it was, a, it was a long walk, and it was even a long walk from the car park, and it was, there was a tour guide, and I don't remember as much now that I'm older. And I think it would have happened in the early 2010s, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another great experience of nature was going to, I can't remember, I can't remember which mountains anymore, but it was uh, the first time I felt snow. And snow is harder than you would think, actually. People seem to think, you know, they're soft, they're snowballs. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, it's sort of like you have to really dig in there to get a snowball on these mountains that was around 2014 maybe no it would have been 2014 i was 12 and Mm -hmm. they had a cinema there which that was showing how to train your dragon too which i ended up seeing at a cinema previous to that so yeah wow yeah um yeah like you i also went to the snow and i remember yeah um similar to you that um snow is not soft it's not like it's in the cartoons it's quite hard Mm. Like, I would hate to be hit by a snowball, I guess, um, considering how much I had to dig to even get one. And then, yeah, we were building a snowman and everything. And, well, you know, this is at a time where I still thought that Frozen would not become as popular as it became. And, <laughs> and you know what? Um, side story. I was like, I went to see Frozen almost 10 years ago now. Wow, it's been that long. Um, but, like, I thought Tangled is one. Yeah, tang- one, Tangled is much better. Two... Frozen's not going to become popular. People are going to forget about this in two months. But look what happened. Almost 10 years later, and it's still in popularity. It even got a sequel. It's insane. And I only thought it was average. And, well, for the record, I actually thought the sequel was better. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Yes? Yeah, I... um... Mm. I do like Frozen. I I actually do prefer the first one to the second. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it's almost, it was like almost, sorry, it's, yeah, it's almost 10 years since it came out, um, because I didn't watch it in 2013 when it came out. Was it 2013 that it came out? It was, yes. Yeah, I didn't, um, watch it then. I watched it a lot later. I think it was maybe 2018 or 2019. It was quite recent and, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, um, Disney has some really good movies still. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, like uh, they even have uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which originally they didn't release in their uh, distribution label. Like technically Touchstone is still them, but like uh, Touchstone is like their more mature imprint at the time, which they're not using anymore, unfortunately. But they originally in 1993 released Nightmare Before Christmas there. But then in 2006, when they re-released it in 3D, they were like, let's just put it under the main Disney label. So yeah, um and oh, you can wow. still argue whether that's a Halloween or a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like for me it's a bit of both. What do you think? Um, I think it's a bit of both too. I will say I lean a little bit more toward Christmas, but it can equally be watched at Halloween, you know? Or it can equally be watched at Halloween, 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 Halloween. <laughs> well, those exactly. movies, maybe you'll get that, Um, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually really do like that movie. Um, I saw it a couple of years ago, and I thought, oh, it's gonna be a bit scary, but I actually really liked it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and um, 
suppose coming back to what we were talking about. Yes. Favourite nature nature places. For me, I've got a lot, so I won't be able to talk about it all here, but if I could pick one, be probably my first memory of going to the beach. She didn't go actually to the beach. My my brother did. Um, And I won't go into that story because it was too funny. (laughs) I I won't be able to keep my laughter in. But um, I, I saw the beach from a distance and it looked really nice. So I'd probably say... Going to the beach is something that I still like doing. Uh, I mean, there's a certain calming nature about the beach, like especially if you're not afraid of birds. Like sometimes you can stand in front of the waves and it just sort of laps in and out gently. And it's like, it's really cool that way, I think. It's a very, mm-hmm. you know, calming sort of thing. Even as I was, as we were mentioning before, the breeze and the all that stuff and the, the sound of it all, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's just relaxing. And even in winter, paradoxically i would be like well why not if it's not too cold i can maybe go in the water (laughs) but i hope i don't get splashed or something yeah and i just i do like the water i do like the sand but it really depends on what my sensory needs are and i do appreciate the beach but i've got to be in like the good mood i've got to i've got to be there for the right reason you know Uh uh-huh yeah fair um, enough yeah and um, I used to be a good swimmer when I was younger. Not so much now due to different health reasons, but um, I I would definitely go and do a proper swim if I um, had the resources to because, um, yeah, I find, like like you said, um, swimming and being in that fresh water and it's not like the chlorine water can be really good. Mm. Like uh, I, uh, I, I've always wondered how people can swim fully submerged in chlorine water. It's like, you know, because I've seen a movie where it affects someone's eyes or something like that. Well, I don't oh, know. my goodness. Like it was an animated film and it was a monster who got affected. But still, you know. <laughs> wow. Mm. And um, I think we're going to end it uh, very soon, the next minute or so, uh, just because I want this one to be about 20 minutes. I don't want to you know, be too boring. I want this to be like a quick, nice, easy of kind of listening. Yeah, listening um, episode that's like, you know, it's just all in the one go and it's just quick and it's it's kind of like a bite-sized one, um, although I'm just trying it out. So I don't, I don't know if I do shorter ones like this in the future. So, yeah, I'm just wondering, do you have any final thoughts or anything else you want to say? Well, uh, basically, in terms of, I just want to, uh, I just want to say about structure of, uh, with, with mm-hmm. my, I know I mentioned my own podcast a lot, I know, but like uh, in terms of, in terms of length of episodes, I think, well, you know, is there like, if there's more to say, then I let it go longer. If there's not as much to say, I let it go shorter. So it all depends whether it's, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It could go up to an hour or even beyond if there's that much to talk about in subjects to me. So mm. in my personal experience, I don't really worry too much about lengths, but I try obviously not to um, have, like, sure, there are tangents, but I try not to have too much too much of the filler, you know, in terms of things, um, if that helps yeah. at all. That does help. And uh, it's very good to know that, you know, podcasts can be whatever size. Like I I was listening to one by um, Meghan Markle called Artie Types and one of hers was over an hour. And wow, an hour is a long time for me to listen to a podcast, but it's definitely like maybe depending on the audience. But I really hope our um, listeners have really enjoyed today's quick podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) 
I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, um, Spike, would you want to do the outro if you have anything special you want to outro with? Um, at, at the risk of making it sound more like my podcast, if you want to inspire, innovate, create, electrify, we need your voice <laughs> because you can change things for the better. Um, I did not say that passionately that time. My bad. Uh, <laughs> hell, I'll do, do you, do you do? hell, I'll do it again. <laughs> Hang on. Um, if you want to inspire, create, electrify, etc., we need your voice because you can change things for the better. Now go change things for the better, especially with good mental health in this case.